Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. You're recording, I'm recording. Welcome to episode 61 of Don't Shoot the Gingers. I'm your co-host, Greg Larson. And I'm John Giles, a real estate mogul. Did you buy your house? Uh, Greg, let me tell you a story. Uh, Please. On Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday, we went and looked at a house and uh, we fell in love with it. It was, it was truly everything we wanted. It had a beautiful backyard, ton of trees in the back, and I can just envision my dog whipping in and out. It's on 0.75 acres, which probably in Minnesota terms is not a lot. But in Charlotte terms, it's about as big of a lot as you can get. <laughs> What's your um, dog's name? And my dog's name is Captain, 105 pound Shepherdoodle, uh, and he would he loves you know three fourths of an acre would be ideal for him. And uh, so so the house itself is three bed, two bath, uh, nice kitchen, a nice big butcher block in there, uh, pretty much everything we need. And we put in an offer. We were aggressive. We were ten thousand dollars over asking. We did good due diligence. We did good earnest money. We did a tight timeline. We were flexible. And Greg, I found out today that we did not get the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. $10,000 so, over asking price still wasn't good enough. No. So we found out that it was an, a lady. I guess I don't ever know if it was a lady or a man. I guess that's, that's unsure. Sexist. But it was an elderly. It was an elderly person who was living there since 2000. And they had passed away. And in the last year, the house had been transferred from their name to the family trust name. Mm. So, like, I went through the process of, like, writing a letter and, you know, like, this is what I envision with the house. I want to take over what you had and, um, you know, try to be as personable as I can in this. And Taking over what you had sounds very communist of you. Well, I, I'm sorry. No, I, didn't, I don't think I said taking over what you have. I think my terminology was, like, um, it's our taking, house now, bitch. <laughs> taking over where you left off was, I think that was my terminology. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. That's um, the kind of language a dead woman would like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know she was dead at the time when I was writing the email, when I was writing it out, it was, it was <laughs> emailed a dead chick. <laughs> give so, house. I'm taking over your house, dude. The more details you give me, the more aggressive. Don't you dare fucking haunt me. Don't you dare fucking haunt me, old lady. <laughs> But so it went to the family trust. And now at this point, the trust doesn't care. The trust, I mean, that's 20 years. They haven't lived in this house. So uh, I'm sure it's like their grandmother or something. But inevitably, it's just how much money can I recoup? So uh, we put an offer in on, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. And then they still let it go to an open house on Saturday. Yeah, boy. The fact that they went to an open house, I'm sure an all-cash offer went in there. And someone was just like, well, yeah, let's go way over asking price. It doesn't have to appraise if it's all cash, then who cares? And I'm just left twiddling my thumbs, still wanting a house. Yeah, you, Amelia, and Captain Dipshit in the backyard digging holes. <laughs> Man, that's, our, our backyard is filled with holes because of Captain Dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, dude. Um, Man, dude, that does stink, though. I've been in that, pro- I've been in that process before. Um, Although the time that I was trying to buy a house and I couldn't get an offer accepted, I was living in my car. So it was kind of like the stakes were pretty high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, I really need a place. And I didn't want to yeah. rent something because I was just like, well, what if somebody actually accepts an offer and then I'm stuck in a fucking lease for sure. a year? So I was quite literally living in a Walmart parking lot in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And um, not the not like the, high not the best Walmart life. parking lot. 
Yeah, it was like the least worst option of Walmart Park. Oddly enough, Walmart parking lots are really open to Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart. He was a big RV guy. So like a lot of Walmarts across the country are known as like safe havens for people to sleep overnight because a lot of other stores, they might like tow you, but Walmarts for the most part, they're very open to people sleeping overnight because Sam Walton was just like the same way. Whoever fucking ran Costco and wanted those $1 hot dogs. He's like, if yeah. you, if you charge more than a buck 50 for a hot dog, I'm burning Costco <laughs> to the ground. Sam Walton was the same thing. Yeah. Well, good for Sam man. good for Sam. I, uh, I, I look forward to, to buying a house, but I'm in a good position right now because we kind of, I wouldn't say tricked. We got lucky with the wording. <laughs> we got lucky with the wording with our current landlord. Uh, right now I'm renting and uh, maybe four or five months ago, he messaged me. He was like, hey, your lease is going to run out soon. What do you want to do? I was like, well, we want to re-up. Uh, but I offered him, you know, hey, we, we want to re-up, but at the same time, we also want to buy a house. So I would like... And my original offer to the table was I would like month to month uh, and I will give you 60 day notice before we leave. Mm -hmm. So essentially it's always a planning game, but like I can always get an extra month out of it. He immediately said yes, right off the bat. There was no negotiation. There was no like battle back and forth, like what, what the timetables are going to be. So I was like, well, shit, I probably left something on the table. I probably could ask for even better than that. Uh, but he drew out the lease and then he got us to sign the lease and there's no end date. He just oh. said, it, it, I, he just left it out. I don't think he did it on purpose. I, and surely he didn't do it on purpose. But he just says, starting on, I think January 15th was when it started. So two days ago is when our lease technically started month to month. Um, it uh, <laughs> it says every uh, month uh, it renews at blank price uh, and it will cancel when John and Amelia give a 60-day notice. And then in perpetuity, there is no end date. Wow. So I have I have rent controlled living for the rest of my life, should I choose. Interesting. Yeah. Now that's making me think about um, you know, you got all those holes in the backyard. Okay. Oh, Just stay with me here. You have all these holes already dug in the backyard. What are, are you talking about dead bodies? I'm talking about dead bodies. I'm talking about that lady whose house you're you're trying to take over. Who you, you know? It's our you know. You, it's you coming. <laughs> yeah. There's a ghost lady. This is Mother Rush's house now. Bury that bitch in the backyard of this house. <laughs> Rent it out. Rent, kick her family out of the house you're gonna buy. Make them fucking pay the pay the lease on this house that you're in right now. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. What I've been what i've been trying to do hey i um is this week the week that i'm doing that guest episode with some with uh yoel i believe it is uh next week i believe it's the 24th oh okay 24th, 25th gotcha yeah That'll be uh, interesting. For any, all of our listeners at home we have a um an opportunity here uh yoel and i already forgot yoel's last name i think because the name of the podcast is just like inner like interviews with yoel or something but he uh, interviews famous comedians and like most recently, he interviewed D.L. Hughley. <laughs> this guy is wildly legitimate. Hey, Greg. Greg yeah. Ginger Larson is going to be on that podcast next week. Yeah, so he, he, interviews, he interviews famous comedians plus me. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh, I'm trying to find. I really need to figure out what the uh, what the name of this uh, episode is, or the name of the uh, Yoel's Hangout podcast. So everyone, nice. check out Yoel's Hangouts. Uh, it's by Yoel and yet Yoel. His last name is unpronounceable. Uh, so Racist. everyone, check it out. It, what? I, so now I, you know, lamb. So we have it on the record now that you are not only a sexist and a racist, but also a communist. Communist hmm. uh, and ghosts do not haunt me. Yeah, that's like what's the opposite of a medium? Because a medium is somebody who talks to ghosts, and then like an extra small is somebody who ghosts like, don't oh, bother. I, I imagine just extra because you can do extra small or extra large. True. So just medium or extra. So yeah. I'm an extra. That's kind of brilliant, actually. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts are afraid of me. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. I, I, don't know I if wish afraid of me, or if they yeah. just haven't figured me out yet. What do you mean? Mm, I feel like ghosts have to. They have that that spectral nature about them. They they understand who they're haunting at all times. They understand what fears are what for everyone. And maybe I'm just an enigma to them, and they just don't get it, so they don't try to haunt me. Wow. I don't know, man. Ghosts, to me, it seems like they're so focused on their own business that they're not worried about pointing out or like uh, exploiting somebody else's fears. They're just like recreating something that happened in their own lives. Oh, okay. That explains. So in my mind, I, I hear, you know, some ghost stories of like chains rattling, some of like doors thumping, some of like opening windows and closing windows. I've always attributed that to like, this is the thing that is most scary to the scared and not something that the ghost did in their real life. Maybe a ghost was just really big into opening windows. I, I think, thought about that. I think so. And it just so happens that, okay, let's say you're totally freaked out by a chains rattling, right? Mm -hmm. Like your Ebenezer Scrooge or something. It just so happens that like the forces of the universe would bring you into a house that would be haunted by somebody who just so happened to be hung by the neck by chains or something, you know? A real chain boy. <laughs> a real chain boy. And if it was me, a texture boy, like a classic <laughs> grade classic A texture, texture boy, you're an extra boy, I'm a texture boy, <laughs> it would just be a bunch of uh, Velcro because Velcro is one of the most extreme textures. Sure. I, I think that um, the podcast is done today because we have our podcast name. The episode title is going to be Extra Boys and Texture Boys. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I think I'm done now. So, well, have you? I, I, I've got more beer left. I'll stick around. Have you heard the theory that Velcro is an alien invention that was passed down to us? No. I am already not going to believe it, but let's hear your <laughs> reason why. <laughs> No, that's that's all there is to it. And I just always found it a strange conspiracy theory because Velcro just seems like such a basic invention. It's like, why would that need to be passed down from aliens? It's just a bunch of hooks and a bunch of loops. Yeah. Uh, it, Velcro was a NASA product, apparently. To NASA aliens. Interesting. Wait, that's not true. Okay, the very first thing I see is the Association of NASA popped up... Da, 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 da. But then I continue scrolling down. Who invented Velcro? In 1948, a Swiss engineer and amateur mountaineer, Georges de Mistral, went hiking in the woods with his dog. Upon arriving back at the home, he... And now I have to click the link, and I'm 
I'm done with it. But George you, you know what it, it probably was? It was probably like sand burrs or like mountain burrs that got stuck to his clothes, and he's like, "Ooh, oh, very true, very true." Those things are on bitch, especially out of the getting out of the dog's back legs and stuff. All that fur. <laughs> Trust me, I'm really good at getting stuff out of a dog's back area. If you know what I mean. Greg, trivia question. Ticks. What? I mentioned fur. What's the difference between fur and hair? Oh, man. I'm going to say, well, they're both on mammals. I'm going to say the density. Fur is more dense. That is what I assumed. I assumed fur would be shorter and denser and hair would be longer, maybe coarser. Uh, What it is, is they are the same. It is the application of how you find it. So fur is found on the body of an animal. Hair is once that fur has fallen off the animal, it then becomes hair. No way, dude. So this is fur that we have here? Yeah, it is fur. We do not have hair. We have fur. Once it comes off and it's on the ground, it is hair. What the fuck? So all those hair salons are really fur salons? Fur salons. <laughs> what the hell, dude? That's pretty cool, man. That's one of the best factoids I've heard in a long time. Nobody ever gets a haircut. The hairs get cut because they're on the ground. Actually, the fur, that's confusing. The fur gets cut, but then it lands on the ground. At what point is it hair the moment the, the shears go through it? Or does it have to like fall to the ground? Or ah, I think like It's like a- nearly headless, Nick, where it's just barely hanging on. Nice fucking classic Harry Potter reference. I think, I think it is like on a philosophical level. And I think on a technical level, it's, it's becomes hair once the scissors cut through it, but on that's on a technical level, but on a philosophical level, it's not until it completes its journey to the ground when it transforms into hair. Sure. I believe in that. Or to the shoulder. I believe in, oh, that's true. Or it could stay up there. And you don't realize it until you put on your dress shirt for the next day. And all of a sudden you got these little hairs in the back of your neck and you just keep pulling them out. Yes. At that point, it's it's hair in name only yeah. until it falls to the ground. Yeah. Can I send you I'm something? Glad, I'm glad. Yes, you can. I found this. So I, I look at this sheet of names. Let's let me step back. <laughs> Is this know. about fur or hair? Neither. It's about none of it. I just thought of oh, it. We're, cha- we're changing it entirely. Okay. <laughs> I found- I'm glad that we got it out there that we figured out the differences between fur and hair. And we've now psychologically gone through what the differences are. For sure. Um, I found this image that is supposed... I don't know if it's true. It could just be a um, old wives tale. Um these Japanese video game makers from Nintendo, I have to assume, were tasked with creating the player names in a Nintendo baseball game. Do you know this? I, I know this. Okay. <laughs> One of the names, it's from it's from Fighting Baseball. It was like the original like SESN, Fighting Baseball. One of the names that they chose was Bobson Dognut. <laughs> and I'll never forget Bobson Dognut for the rest of my life. Well, I want to look at some of these names because I, I I look at these names like once every two years. Can you send it to me? Yeah, I just slacked it over to you. That's the noise that the slack makes. Okay, so let's take a look here. 
and I just want one by one. Uh, you take the right side. Wait a minute. Is it cut off? It's cut uh, off. I'm just, I'm just going to Google search. Yeah, if you just Google search Bobson Dognut, the whole picture shows up. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't, yeah, don't, look. don't look at don't look at all of them. Okay. I, just, I just want... Okay, here it is. I want you to just read them one by one on the left side, and I'll read them one by one on the right side. And again, these are thoughtful American names created by Japanese game designers. Yes, who, you know, it's the equivalent of us writing uh, writing something in Japanese or Chinese on our arms as a tattoo and not realizing yeah. that it says chicken nugget or whatever. Well, it's, it's also the equivalent of us, like, you know, the, the stereotypical, like, ching chong, bing bong, like that type of that, shit. That's a better yes. analogy, yeah. Yeah. All right, so read the... Just read the first the first one on the left, and we'll move down. Right, oh, it is okay. It is not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> My original inclination was to say Steve. Wait, wait, do it, it like is... you're an announcer. Do it like you're an announcer, and you're calling the lineup, and just go through all of them. Actually, <laughs> batting off, sleeve McDyke. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Onsen Sweeney, followed by <laughs> Daryl Archideld. Anatoly Smorin is following behind, followed closely by Ray McSriff. Is that a Fred McGriff reference? Ray McSriff. Seems like it. Next up in the batter's box is Glenn Allen Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Allen. Next behind <laughs> him, Mario McRulwain. <laughs> <laughs> Raul Chamgerlain. Wow. Kevin, Kevin Nogilny. Tony Smerhick. And followed, followed in the very last part. The all-star everyone knows. Bobson Dognut. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bobson Dognut. Holy butterscotch. That's a formidable lineup. Okay, what my personal favorite before I think you want to move on to the second column, but before we move on to the second column, I am torn between personal favorites of Daryl Archideld. Yes. Because that's like Archibald, but Del Archideld. And then obviously Raul <laughs> Chamber Ch Chamberlain. <laughs> it's not there's a G where a B is supposed to be. An MG combo is not a combination I've seen much in the English language. Shame Gurley. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like Winston Chamberlain's uh, great nephew got lost along the way. Well, so some of these are obviously plays off of actual baseball players. Glenn Allen Mixon is Trot Nixon and Glenn Allen Hill. Yes. Also Glenn Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yes. Coffee's for closers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daryl Archideld. Daryl Strawberry, but I don't know where Archibald. Ar probably Archibald. <laughs> yes, there's got to be an Archibald. Uh, Onsen Sweeney is that Todd Sweeney? Was Todd Seems Sweeney like popular in 1994 or whatever? Probably. It's probably his high day. Uh, I don't. I, some of them I, are total. Mario Merkel Wayne. I keep wanting to say it's Mark McGuire, but it's. I don't think. I think that's something else entirely. Mario McRoll Wayne. McRoll Wayne. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> These letter combinations. Nowhere else in the English, lang in English language have you ever seen 
an MCRLW combination. <laughs> <laughs> they call that a consonant cluster. Merkel yeah, Wayne you know, sounds you're like about Mario. He just moved in next door. The Merkel Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's a name of one of the knights of the Round Table. Sir yeah. Merkel Wayne in the Green Knight. That's a deep I would be cut. terrified of Anatoly Smorwin. He's a he's a pretty good knight. Anatoly Smorin, uh, just fresh out the boat from Italy, <laughs> the famous Smorin uh, Stromboli family. I mean, he's a slap hitter for sure. I, I think the, the doubles power is going to turn into home run power as he gets older. But for now, like it's just hitting the gaps. That's all Anatoly Smorin's going to do is just hit the gaps. Yes. And if we can get Glenn Allen Mixon out of the strip clubs and into the weight room, Seriously. the team has a chance. Okay, moving over, and now the visitors. Visitors. Yeah, leading off, your center fielder, Willie Dustin. (laughs) 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 That name doesn't really do justice to his his hitting ability. (laughs) Batting second, your third baseman, Jamie Gride. I, I, so I think uh, I think it's gritty because I think it's a play on Jeremy Preedy. Whoa, okay, Jeremy. So I think it's Jeremy Preedy. Uh, batting third in left field, Scott Dork. <laughs> Dork with a Q. Yeah, classify. It's not D O R K. It's D O U R Q U E. Dork. 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 I like Dork. Scott Dork. Oddly enough, he's like the 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 smooth, like handsome guy on the team. Sure, um, yeah, he's French. Batting cleanup in right field, Sean. Sh- Sean. 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 Is it pronounced Scott? No. <laughs> okay, that one I can handle. That one is pretty good. Sean uh, for Scott. Batting fifth, your first baseman, Dean Westry. <laughs> Westry. <laughs> Now, I don't want to be racist. Uh, Hold on. Let me take this one. Let me take this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do Japanese people actually mix up their L's and R's? You're goddamn right they do. You have a joke about that. Do I? 21 Pirates. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Um, Now, do they do that? Yes, they do. And did a Japanese person think that they were saying Wesley and they said Westry? Uh, 100%. That's exactly what happened here. Batting sixth, your catcher, Mike Truck. That's a good name. That is a catcher's name. name. That's a catcher's name. Uh, Batting seventh, (laughs) your shortstop, Dwight (laughs) Rochigo. Rochigo. Fuck, dude, this summer, once, the, once COVID clears up, I can't wait to travel to Europe. Who knows? Maybe we'll go to Portugal, Spain. <laughs> now that Dwight, that's that's a direct cut from the office. That's, that's what makes me think that this might not be real. No, no, this is real. This is SNES 1994, I want to say, 1995. Okay. Uh, Dwight. Oh, man. But okay. Again, yep. it makes sense because how many uh, – we Americanized words – G-H-T at the end of it. Actually, that might be like old English, but it still doesn't make sense. Like Dwight, 
there in no way of fashion Dwight would have an H in it. That doesn't make any sense at all. So I understand why if you don't understand English very well, Dwicked is you get there's a G in there somehow. Yes. But the H doesn't make any sense. I, I'm with you on that. Okay. Uh, uh, excuse me. Batting eighth, second baseman, Tim Sandale. Sandile. Sand- Sand- <laughs> Tim Sandile. <laughs> Maybe. Batting ninth, your uh, left field, or your uh, designated hitter, Carl. Dandleton. <laughs> Dandleton got picked on a lot. Dandleton. It's like Dandelion. Uh, batting 10th because we have th- – or pitching. <laughs> Mike Cernandez. Cernandez. Oh, and uh, on the bench, Todd Gonzalez. I like to refer to them not on the bench but as the managers. Bobson Dognut's the manager of the team <laughs> yeah. left. Todd Gonzalez is the manager of Team Right. <laughs> gotcha. Hernandez and Gonzalez—they're Latino, but they are ashamed of it. Oh my, Greg. Yes. I don't want to get you on a. I don't want to get you on a, a tear here, but I just clicked over and there was a full other roster. Oh like there's fuck the yeah! A- AL All Stars. Hold on. I don't want to uh, see. I I don't want to see any of them. Uh... I only want to be revealed them as I'm reading them. So can you send it okay. to me? Yes. Uh, like, uh, should I type them in one by one? Yes, that's per- that's, uh, that's actually perfect. Okay, hold on. Now i got to open up a whole damn thing. All right. Oh, go away. All right. Your first one is going to be – I'm typing it in. Okay. Mario. Don't, don't say it out loud. I, wonder, I just want to – I want to read it. Like, I'll, okay, okay, here's what we'll do. I'll say, like, leading off uh, left fielder, and then you can just send it to me, okay? Okay. Uh, okay, so leading off in right field is Mariano Breve. Bat- no, I, I said it too quickly. I'm sorry. Batting second, your shortstop, Doug Fernandez. <laughs> this, one's, this one's particularly great. This one's a very French name. Uh, batting third, your first baseman, Marquise Lechet. <laughs> uh, batting cleanup, Griffey, you all know him. He's your favorite left fielder, Oral Nur- Nulholland. <laughs> it's so hard to type these because they're so misspelled. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm ready. Uh, batting fifth, your center fielder, John Armstrong. <laughs> It's it's not Armstrong. That's for damn sure. John Armstrong. <laughs> oh, and the the wild the 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 wild Cajun himself batting seventh. It's Mebre Chipley. <laughs> uh, I'm keeping up. I'm keeping batting, up. Batting eighth. Your a uh, crowd favorite. It's Gatan Bamfus. And batting ninth, uh, the the little flea, the pesky little flea himself, Dimitri Yesedert. And the is- pitching today is Ick Plurry. <laughs> and who's the manager of this illustrious roster? And the manager of this team, Ted Balloon. <laughs> Ted Balloon. <laughs> 
Oh man. Uh, the right side is fine. The right side is is okay. It's particularly hard. One of them is Jay Bezjardines. Bezjardines. Wow. Now Ted uh, and, it, and John Armstrong. <laughs> It's like a, a little kid trying to learn their pronunciation and their emphasis. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm fancy to ick plurry. Oh boy, ick plurry Ugh. is my fave. Some of that shit is just gold. Oh goodness, there's this big ass fly in the room. Uh, I gotta tell you, Mike. What the fuck, Greg? Hold on. Why the fuck did you allow a fly in your room? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have the window open. It might come in through the uh, flu. I'm disappointed in you. We have a strict no flies policy on don't shoot the gingers. And here you are just wildly just not even giving a shit. Okay. Here are the questions now. Who's the – of these three lineups that we just listed, who's the who's the home run leader? I got mm-hmm. mine already. Okay. Well, all right. I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear the home run leader, he does not hit for average. But right. he, this dude punches 53 home runs a year. And his name is Mike, Mike Truck. Truck. Obviously. Yeah. He's Aaron Dunn. He hits 230, but he's going to hit 45 bombs. Okay. Yeah. Now, who's the average leader? Hold on. Give, average leader. give us yeah. a second here. Give us a second sure. here. Now, Yeah. Now, question, are we assuming these lineups are batting leadoff, second, third? So, like, theoretically, the average leader would be batting second? No, we're just going based off of the name. Okay. Only right. the name. Uh, okay. Hold I, on. I think I've got it. I think I've got mine. Yeah. I, I think I got mine, too. Okay. What is I'm, yours? I'm curious. I think I'm biased because of the order, but I think Willie Dustus seems like a consistent hitter. Willie Dustus. And I, I don't so know I'm, if I'm just biased because he's at the top of the list. I'm on I'm on the same team as you. My guy shares a team. Mm-hmm. My guy is Sean Furcott. Interesting. I, I think Sean Furcott plays third base, but he's not like a traditional power hitter third baseman. I think he's batting 340, 350, and he's a speed guy. He gets a lot of doubles, the occasional triple. He's a classic Colorado Rocky. Oh, he just he right. slaps the ball all over the place. Sean Furcott is a Colorado Rocky. Yes, when you said when you said Colorado Rocky, I could see that name on the back of one of those sleeveless uh, gray pinstripes jerseys that they have. Um, and then we have to go with um, who has the lowest batting average. Oh man, I hate to say it. It might be yeah. off the newest team. The third team? Yep. I think mine's on the third team. Who are you going with? Demetrius Yizdedert. I'm very close. I'm going with Gaetan Bamfus. <laughs> yeah. Gaetan Bamfus. He just doesn't he doesn't get it. He's not quite at the major league level. He definitely got promoted too early, and now he's just kind of struggling. He probably should be in triple A. Um he I think he was a rule five guy and they're just taking a flyer on him. Both of those guys, I think they're really good defensively, but just can't hit. Their weight. Oh, sure. Bampus is a beast in the field. Oh, man. No, you can't. He plays left field with such ease. Such ease. Ted Balloon. Woo-wee. <laughs> Ted Balloon is the most boring of all of them. 
His name is Ted Balloon. <laughs> uh, Mike Truck beats Ted Balloon's ass. <laughs> Dude, imagine if we had imagine if we had a fans that would do fan art of these guys. How great that would be! I bet Bobson Dognut has fan art. <laughs> Bobson Dognut. Uh, yeah, there's a t-shirt. You can buy a t-shirt. There's Holy Bobson shit. Dognut onesies. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> Here's one of Bob's and Dognut fucking Ray McSriff. <laughs> what does it look like? Well, it's just two men fucking. <laughs> is it is it a cartoon? Like, or is it guys photoshopped? <laughs> I wish it was guys photoshopped. It was just like two two <laughs> models that they just pushed together. <laughs> Wow, dude, I I think I might make a Ted Balloon Don't Shoot the Gingers jersey. You think you dare me to do it? Yeah. Uh, whoever um, whoever is our uh, 1,000th caller will get it. <laughs> Ted Balloon. Do you know how many callers we're at so far, Greg? Uh, well, technically, if we're counting like Instagram people, let's say a 12 total. Hmm. Well, I was also counting all the calls that we've made to each other. All right, because- so my life. Thanks, yeah, I don't know. We're up to like 17 or 18. I don't know. I think we've called each other five times. <laughs> can I, um, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. I, uh, I also have a story I want to tell you. I meant to tell it to you last time. It's about my trip to Vermont. Oh, so don't, please. You, don't go for, you go first. You go first. Okay. Um, I, I won't argue. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're from North Carolina. And my wife's family is from South Carolina. And we went up to Vermont for Christmas and, and the end of the year. And when we're up there, there was like a big general store that we wanted to go to right there in downtown Burlington. And uh, it seemed like it was the type of place that you can get whatever you wanted. And, and we were just wanted to, you know, putz around for a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. COVID is a very real thing. And in Vermont, COVID is taken very seriously. So we get there and there's a bouncer at the front door of this like general store. <laughs> they say, um, so what brings you here today? We're like, ah, oh, we're just, just browsing. We just, you know, maybe want to buy that jacket in there. Okay. 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 Well, uh, have you quarantined? Uh, yeah, actually we did do a little two week quarantine before we came. Oh, you did. You did. Oh, where are you from? And how did you get here? I said, Oh, wow. uh, by car, by car. We did a two week quarantine and then we drove by car. Uh, we're from uh, North Carolina. And she goes, I can't let you in. What? I can't let, I can't let you in. Thank you. Move along. And then she just she shoot and then pointed to the next person like now it's your turn give me your story and Did I she literally say move along she said move along she said I can't let you in like she's just flipping the script to the next page so whoa all right and I get it because the Carolinas are rampant and in her mind all of the Carolinas is Lindsey Graham yes <laughs> and I get it like we we're responsible and we're from. I mean, to be fair, we're from Charlotte, which is not a great city when it comes to COVID. COVID is very popular in Charlotte, uh, especially where we live. If I went very direct, we live in a neighborhood that is right by a bunch of bars that keep getting shut down because they keep allowing too many people in. So people aren't taking it seriously here in Charlotte. She didn't know all that. She just generalized from the Carolinas and she said, move along. And that hurt me on the inside. That's fucking wild, dude. (laughs) It, it felt it felt weird. That's like, 
uh, I, I get like taking it seriously and all of that, but to like start questioning you at the front of what I assume is her own business, or at least the very least the business she works for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty intense. Like what could you, I, I, here's my question is like, what criteria is in her mind of like, okay, what answers here would be good enough for me to let them in? Cause it, it I, must be just random in the moment. I wondered if, if it was like a, don't let anyone in South of the Mason Dixon line, like, Anyone from the South is a Republican, and Republicans don't believe in COVID. Right. So blah blah blah. But it also could be they were aware of the hotspots. They were aware of you know North Carolina is a hotspot. If they say Arizona, it's a hotspot. If they say you know Texas, it's a hotspot. So um, I imagine that they were very well versed in what were the problematic areas. And I said one of the problematic areas, and they said move along. But were there? The, one of the first questions is where were you coming from, right? And then she asked how you got there. She asked uh, if we were from there. And yeah. I said no. And then that's what led to the two-week quarantine question. Have you been quarantining? I said yes. We actually did a two-week quarantine. Before. A two-week team. We did a little two-week team. And um, and it wasn't – I mean, she kept asking enough questions. To, I think it's like, it, it's like a pass-fail on every question. And yeah. the, if you said I didn't do a, a team – Fail. I'm not even going to ask you where you're from. Get out. Yeah. But all right, you passed that one. Next up, how'd you get here? By plane? Get out. We did by car. All right, you're still in. From the I Carolinas? See. Get out. I so see. it's just a series of like yes, no's, yes, no's, yes, no's. And we I, we probably got to the last yes, no. And we failed that one. It's so I get it. Like it's their own business. They can do whatever they want. It does seem strange to sure, me. I, mean, I respect it, yeah. You know when you're in line at the airport and they're like, oh, throw your water away before you go through security because you might have explosives. And then you just throw it in the most populated place in the airport, the security line. <laughs> that strikes sure. me as the exact same thing. It's like, oh, if you go in there, you'll spread COVID, but I'll, st- I'll still be here talking to you to figure out if you have uh, COVID. Yeah. I mean, we were outside. We were in an open air environment at the time when she was um, approaching us. Uh, I almost said accosting us, and I don't want to get it around the way. We were not accosted. We were we were clearly told the rules of the business, and, and yeah. it is a private business. They can do whatever they want. So I'm not like offended by it, but it just it felt so like I was just shocked. I walked away like, what do I do? <laughs> I'm sorry that I ruined it for the nine of us that are here that all were trying to go in. My <laughs> bad, guys. Dude, imagine we, if you sh- if you had a video of that interaction and you showed it to you two years ago. How crazy oh, would yeah. that be? I would imagine, like, I would probably think, like, there's another civil war between the North and the South, and I'm a Southerner. I'm not allowed in. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's how... Bigotry! I mean, the what? That's a bigotry. Oh, yeah. I just, just yeah, yelled Giles the word bigotry. Is, is a bigot as well. He's, <laughs> he's shouting it from the mountaintops. No, no, no. We're in it together, guys. We're in it together. Dude. We both hate each other equally. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think I have a lot of biases. Just... I was so fucking close to getting the fly. I think <laughs> in reality, the fly was like this far away from my hands. Um, but I think I have a lot of biases because I'm in Texas and it's just like, do whatever you want out here. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, if somebody did that in Texas, Honestly, maybe you can't get more opposite than Vermont and Texas culturally. Oh, that's about right. Yeah. Vermont is like hyper liberal, right? Honestly, think about it from a senatorial point of view. 
the differences between Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz. Yeah. Ted Cruz like, likes MILFs. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Cruz masturbates to stepmom porn. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie, or Bernie Sanders is in a loving relationship. Yes. Love it. Golly, dude. Yeah, I... I I try to take it somewhat seriously, but I got to be honest, man. I don't like, I'm, I'm probably a part of the problem. I'm out. I'm out without a mask all the time at shows and shit. Uh, are the shows being, uh, conscientious about who they let in and not necessarily who they let in, but like the number of people that are let in. Yes, but not by design. Just, there aren't that many people coming out right now. No, some of the shows, it's like, oh, we're only doing 20% capacity and you have to wear a mask and people kind of follow the mask thing, kind of don't. Um, now, yeah. are they following? And I'm just trying to get a feel of, yeah, I want to be I want to be in your corner in the thing. So oh, I you wanna, definitely should. I wanna, I, I'm part of the problem for sure. I want to convince myself that you're not a problem. So <laughs> I'm going I'm to ask you a series of yes, no's like the lady in Vermont. Okay. Um, do you have your mask off when you're not drinking or it's like you, if you're actively drinking or eating, obviously your mask is off. Yeah. Once you're done actively eating or drinking, do you put the mask back on? Like, at, not immediately, if I'm, but like, if oh, I'm yeah, standing at a table, yeah. never, no, no. I barely wear it when I'm standing up. Okay. When you enter the establishment, are you wearing the mask? Yes. Yes. You get comfortable in the establishment. You you figure out your surroundings, and then you take it off. Usually, I'll take it off when I'm about to go on stage. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, this I feel like the stage you're holding a microphone that is. I saw on Kill Tony that they clean the microphone. They do it on that show. Most show uh, that's a that's a big show, so it's kind of an anomaly. So they're very yeah. hype. They're hyper conscious on that show. Um, I want to be in your corner on it. So I'm going to say that because you have your mask on when you enter the establishment mm-hmm. and you were aware of mask regulations and you take it off to do stand up, and then don't tell me the answer to this, but you put it back on immediately after your stand up show and then you give yeah to the audience and I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. That's a very generous assessment. Classic John Edwards. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that shit. Sorry, my seat fell. Anyone on Instagram just got a good view of me falling. Hell yeah, dude. Um, can I? <coughs> yeah, I think you need I to tell, tell a story. Something? Yeah, you go. Tell me. Is this a secret, Greg? Are we talking? <laughs> are we? Are we telling secrets? A little bit. <laughs> I feel so silly. I'm gonna be kind of quiet because this story is about one of my neighbors. Can you still yeah. hear me? Greg, I, got, I, got, I can't. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoy this. Okay. This is very ASMR. Okay. I think, I think this is how we get a lot of listeners. Okay. I don't want to do the ASMR thing, but I just don't want to be talking so loud because I can sometimes scream really loud, and I think people hear me. Um, yeah. So when I first moved into my apartment, I wrote these little letters. I, I get really anxious around people, and I wanted to be more outgoing with. Uh, my neighbors because i've never been friends with neighbors ever and so i was like okay i'm gonna leave them all a note on the front step that says hey i'm greg in apartment x and uh you know well, text me it away 
I know. <laughs> you almost gave away the address. Man, I was so close to knowing. <laughs> I said, uh, I gave my phone number and I said, text me if you ever want to like go on a hike or like play tennis or whatever. I put it on all of these front steps and I felt like such a fucking loser. Like I felt like I was a freshman in college. I just, I was like, God, do you want to be a friend? Yes. I was like, these people are adults. They're going to think like I'm some little kid, all this kind of shit. But I did it anyway. I only got one text in return. And that was yeah. enough for me. Uh, guy, guy who lives two, uh, two units below me. There's zero chance he can hear you, by the way. Two <laughs> units? There's an entire unit between you and him. Why are we quiet? <laughs> and so he texts me and he's like, uh, hey, man, like, welcome to the apartment. Uh, let's play tennis sometime. And I was like, cool. And then a week later, mind you, this is in the middle of December, like a week later, he randomly sends me a link and it just says yahoo.com. And I open it and it's literally, <laughs> it's literally just a link to the homepage of Yahoo. <laughs> like something. He wants, he wants to make you aware that there's more than just Bing out there. <laughs> the world doesn't just ask Jeeves. You gotta, you, you gotta remember where we came from. Classic AOL and Yahoo days. The war started with Yahoo. I'm, don't, don't I'm sweating right it. now. Don't forget it, man. The story this is making a me story so nervous. About, this is a story about loving a search engine. I'm so shook right now. I, I was like sweating through my sweatshirt. Um, and I respond. It's I look at it just to see like, oh, maybe the preview is just yahoo.com and it's actually to some specific news article or something. And I was just like, nope, front page of Yahoo. And... Um, I said, uh, thanks for the yahoo.com link. And he said, he texts back and it's like all these exclamation points and capital letters like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I did not mean to send that to you. Sometimes when I'm on call, like it just sends randomly. It's like very like way too apologetic for uh, just accidentally <sighs> sending the wrong link. I've been there. I've been there. I've been that lonely guy that... Uh, not currently with a wife, but back in the college days, got nothing to do, got no ladies around. You got no, you got no form of entertainment. You just start sending out mass, uh, er error text messages. <laughs> A-S-D-F-G-H-N-B-V-C-X-Z. And they're like, what? Like, sorry, it was in my pocket. What are you up to? <laughs> Like, no, you obviously texted me. No, it's in my pocket. My phone does this from time to time. Can we hang out? Just text him Ted Balloon and just wait for them to respond. Pops <laughs> and dog nut. <laughs> so, and then I don't respond after that very like apologetic text because I was like, just, I just didn't respond. A month passes. I haven't, I haven't seen this guy. Um, ye yesterday I'm bringing up my groceries and I, I'm walking up the steps and I see him come out of his unit as I'm bringing groceries up the steps. I was like, oh, I was like, John? And he turns around and he's like, oh, hey, man. The I want to guess what he says. Please. When he yells at you, he yells it at, at the loudest volume a human can yell. He just yells, yahoo.com. So honestly, it was pretty close. Like... <laughs> You're surprisingly close. No exaggeration. The first thing he says is, I'm sorry for sending you that link to Yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like it had been like stewing on his mind. Like, well, he almost had a friend, and then he lost the friend because of this erroneous error. He lost a friend. Well, friend, I'm standing there, and I, I'm like have a case of Topa Chico on one hand and like two grocery bags, and he's like coming out of his unit, but he won't walk away from his door. He just is standing at his door, and I'm like standing on the steps. Like in my mind, I'm like, "Hey, dude, like just walk." close your door and then walk up the steps and we can talk on the same level. But I'm like staring down two levels through the stairs at him. It's just this weird thing. And he's asked, you know, it's just like normal small talk. I made the mistake. I, I do this sometimes. I accidentally hit on men sometimes. You gave him your only fans page. Close. He, he mentioned he's a medical professional. And he mentioned something about, um, uh, getting the vaccine. He, he's like, Oh, I just got the second shot. I said, Oh, did you experience any symptoms? He's like, no, man, I, I was good. I had a little bit of a fever for one day, but I was good. I was like, Oh, well, it seems like you're in really good shape. So maybe it wasn't a problem. And right when I said it, and I was he like, you just reached out and you just, you just rubbed, you just rubbed his abdomen. <laughs> I mean, pretty much mentally I did. I mean, it was like, uh, I, I do that sometimes. I'll sometimes just say gay stuff without realizing it. Oh, well. it not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but then shortly thereafter, he's like, Hey man, like uh, we should grab a beer sometime. And I was like, you know, hell yeah. Like I'll, I'll grab a beer with you. You seem cute. Um, Only if it's a gay beer. Yeah. And so I already have his number and I'm like, uh, I was like, yeah, when would be a good time? He's like, well, I don't have very much time off, but I have this weekend off. So like maybe tonight. Now I didn't think about it in the moment, but think about this, a medical professional, doesn't have a lot of time off. What's he using his random time, his like very sparse time off to do? Get a beer with the dude in his apartment that he sends yahoo.com to? <laughs> it, anyway. Uh, what I'm doing right now is while you continue the story, I'm going to yeah. Google it to see if it's a thing, if it's a cruising thing. <laughs> yahoo.com to people to think. Maybe maybe I'll have a chance with them. Sending Yahoo. Continue with your story. No, I need to see the result of this. For cruising purposes. Similar to like hanging out in that little uh, island. Mm, let's see. Let's see. The cruise industry won't return to pre-pandemic <laughs> levels. I understand that this is about boats. <laughs> yes. But this also applies to current conversation. The cruise industry. About men, you know, just hanging out in bathrooms and just seeing what's going on. It's not going to ever return to pre-pandemic levels. There's yeah. always going to be a stigma against. Do you? I don't want to reach out. What if you? What if your? What if your wiener has COVID? Yes, I get it. I get it. I get uh, it. So we don't have any initial evidence that this is like a sort of cruising code. No, most of this Google search is just about Tom Cruise and. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, oh man. Failure Google search. So mm, I'm back on the Bobson Dognut fucking <laughs> Ray McGriff. <laughs> well, that was almost me because uh fast forward a couple hours, had a couple friends over for dinner, they leave, and uh I, I text my neighbor and I'm like, uh, hey, you still down to grab a beer? And he said, Yeah. Uh I said, Cool, I'll drive. I, I was I was jokingly thinking about it that it was kind of a gay date, 
but then like as i walked we both walked out of our apartments at the same time <laughs> like i texted him i was like oh i'm leaving now he said okay i'll walk out now too we both walk out at the same time he starts jogging up the steps and falls over <laughs> like, <laughs> first off, first off, in your apartment complex you have to go downstairs to go outside right um no well no when he leaves does he have to go up to you to go outside oh yes 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 okay so this is not him coming to you so that y'all can both come down together this is him going to you because it's the casual way to walk outside yes yes all right all right i'm back in i'm back in Um, (laughs) he he trips (laughs) his like his keys and his phone go <laughs> and the first thing he says, he says, <laughs> he says, I'm sorry. You should be. You should be sorry, you what? I don't want to go on a date with you. <laughs> oh my God. Athletes only. <laughs> he says, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he says, I tripped. <laughs> Oh, that's what happened. Oh, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> oh my god, dude. This is getting me so hot and bothered. <clears throat> yeah, well. Um, and he stands by his abdomen. <laughs> and then he's, he grabs, he like, as he's on the ground, he kind of like gathers up his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that one's mine. Yeah, <laughs> all, all of that stuff is yours. Just, just collect it. <laughs> How much everyday carry did he have? Just <laughs> it was like it was like when you kill a person in Grand Theft Auto and they just give you a bunch of loot. It was like money falls out. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have here? I have a nine millimeter and I have eleven dollars. All right. <laughs> he gathers it up, puts it. Up, he stands up and he says, "I'm okay." <laughs> my got it. We go into my car in my minivan. Uh, which, you know, it's just got like axes and it's got like generators in there and like oil and shit. It looks like a rape dungeon. Um, I know who you are and I don't want to get in that minivan. (laughs) Um, and we just started having kind of first date type of conversation and, uh, just, you know, like, what do you, he he was so fascinated about me being a writer and like stand up comedy. He's like, Oh, maybe we should go to a, I should come to your, one of your shows and this kind of stuff. Um, and we get to the bar and we sit outside and like when we're facing, sitting there facing each other, one of my best friends I ever met was a guy that I was set up with. I dated a girl. She didn't like me. She's like, but I think I have a friend who I think you'd get along with. And it was this guy. And we met up to go on like a bro date and it felt very platonic. And he's one of my best friends. This did not feel like that. This felt like a legit date. Very strong this guy um very sort of effeminate movements he has kind of a lisp like stereotypical kind of stuff what's that was it a bar or was it a restaurant bar outdoor patio beer only no no chips and salsa just a beer uh he insisted that he buy my beer uh okay he's a classy gentleman yes uh we sat down in the hospital that's why he asked me what uh 
what my book was about that I'm writing now. And I tell him it's about this woman that I met and I fell in love with her. And when I said that, uh, his face was, his face just kind of like went down, not dramatically, but it was just kind of like that pause and that droop of like, sinking feeling. He likes, he likes girls. And uh, I was just like, and then from when I saw that look on his face, I was more uncomfortable. I was like, I wish he'd just keep tripping. Like that was less uncomfortable. Because when he, when I saw that disappointed look on his face, I was just like, oh, wow, this this isn't a joke anymore. This is kind of actually a date. Um, yeah. And then he invited me. He said, I have a bunch of land and I have a trailer on the land. Maybe you could come out and we can go camping. And I was just like, sure, that sounds fun. Um we stayed there for way longer than I'd prefer, but it was kind of fun talking to him about sickle cell anemia. Sure. And then there's that awkward feeling of us driving. Think about it. Like we drive back. Yeah. I've been on the end of dates that I knew were not going to have a second date. Yes. But like in my mind, it was it, not even in my mind. Uh, did my video just go out and come yes. back on? Yep. Okay. It's back on now though, right? Yes. All right, cool. I'm going to plug something up real quick. So that doesn't happen again. I almost got something plugged up last night at the end of this story. Uh, so the um, I've been on the end of some dates where like you realize like, oh, there's not going to be a date number two. But like we still have to get home. I still have to get this person home. And that's the most awkward car ride ever. Where yes. like in his mind, he now realizes this: there is not going to be a second date. In your mind, there was not even a first date. Yes. So this, this can't end quick enough. Yes. But there's the awkwardness of we both live 10 feet away from each other. So we get out of the car and literally walk towards the same building. And it just, every moment feels gayer than the last. And um, thank God he just, no questions asked. When the paths diverge, he went immediately down and I went immediately up. So there's no There was no goodbye? There was no like high five or like, see you later, man. Oh, there's there's a goodbye, but like, imagine my terror if there had been a hesitation at that oh, platform where you can make the choice. The yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank God, but uh, that's the first date I've had I think since last summer. I have a question. Please. When you kissed him, did you know he was a smoker or not? Could you figure that out? I think my biggest mistake was complimenting his body, uh, saying yeah. that you're seem like you're in really good shape. Yeah. And I, I think that was that seemed kind of looking it's back. It's a cue. It. it is a cue uh, that he would now, if he's on the fence of like, oh, that's an attractive man. Like, I wonder, like, I wonder how he. I wonder what team he plays for. If yeah. now he's offering me the information of like, your body is a wonderland. Yes. I, I know what team he plays for now. Or I have a better feeling. So. Yeah. Yeah. Coached uh, by Todd Bazalas, that team. <laughs> so I'm still going to give him a copy of Clubby. But I th- yeah. think I'm not going to go out. I don't think I'm going to go out to his land. So I do think the best course of action, yes. Uh, we just got kicked off Instagram. Wow. I think the... Best course of action, yes, is to not go out to his land, but to also continue as if nothing ever happened. 
Yes, like, I agree. You see him in the hall, still a good, like, however the original Hey, How Are You was, that stays the same. Um, and even the occasional, like, hey, I'm going to go out later if you want to catch a beer. Or, hey, I got a show tonight if you want to go to the, I don't know, if you want to, like, see my show or something. Those types of offers probably should still stand because otherwise – I imagine he's going to be in a very embarrassed situation. Yeah. And to limit that embarrassment, I would, I would just, the platonic friendship still is, is allowed. Yeah. Let me ask you this based on what I've described. Do you, do you think that it actually was a date or do you think that I'm just trying to see the funniest angle of it? No, I do believe it is. I believe the, the, the key, the kicker in it was, the emotion change you talking yeah. about the girlfriend because I, I can see an emotion changing in that conversation. Even just two guys, just like, just, yeah. I mean, they're obviously two guys, but you know what I mean? To, yeah. to me and you hanging out at the bar and you're telling me a story about the girl that you fell in love with. And like my emotion, like it was like, ah, ha, ha. and then you tell the story. I'm like, Oh man, hold on. Hold on. Like let's talk about yes. that. Yeah. But if there's, a, if you could tell a discernible difference between like, Oh, and shit. Yes. Like those two, those two emotions are very different from each other and they might have very similar outward appearances, but if you could tell the difference, then you know, which way he was, uh, yeah. how he was. Affected. I think the difference, I hadn't thought about this before, but I think the difference was that his body language changed to disappointed, but he tried to make his voice not care. Sure. Pretty, yeah. pretty hot. <laughs> I, uh, I'm into that, man. I'm, I, uh, Shit, I want to. I want to go on a date with you now. <laughs> Thanks, dude. See how my emotions change. <laughs> when? Uh, I wonder when we'll see each other in person. Ooh, so actually, Amelia and I were talking about that going out to you know going out to to Texas or to you know Tennessee or California or something like that, and just just finding something because we've been cooped up. We've done our trips. We've gone to Vermont. We've gone to Lake Lore, North Carolina, but like. Just really, I guess Vermont is a trip. I can't, I can't say we haven't left the area, um, but even then, that was like a trip for family, where like each day was more stressful than the last because I'm yes. in charge of babies and and puppy dogs, and like I just want to go out, like go to Sonoma and drink some wine, go to Austin and go check out the scene, like all these things. Like I miss those, and again, I can't complain because technically I've done vacations. But each of those vacations have been draining, and I want to actually relax on a vacation. Yes. Well, you got to come out to Austin uh, whenever you guys are able to. It's a beautiful place to come, dude. Yeah. All sorts of outdoor Kayak. activities. You go kayaking. You go stand up paddle boards. You go swimming. You go to the bar scene, the live shows, whatever you want. Sure. Well, Greg, I want to. We're 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 eclipsing yeah. the hour mark right now. Wow. And I was gonna. I was going to ask you about your Kill Tony set. But what I want to do is I want to put that to next week. Yeah, let's do that. I want to, I want to, cause I want to give it its due time. I don't want to rush through it. And I also want to make sure the listeners aren't having to listen to a two hour podcast. Yeah. So let's put that to next week. But in the meantime, do you have any good jokes for us? I got some jokes. I'm ready to uh, try out some new stuff for you. I do have a joke as well. Oh, hell yeah. All right, let me. I'll do. I'll do two, and I'll pass it over to you. All right, I gotta warm my hands up. Okay, I have some topical jokes. How ironic that Biden's presidency is being challenged when he's so close he can sniff it. Uh, there's another. 
another topical one. Those guys storming the Capitol, I saw a few of them were wearing camouflage. If they really wanted to blend in at that building, they would have worn white robes. There it is. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> see, that one, I, let me ask you about that one. Normally, I wouldn't ask about a joke, but like, see that one? Does the f- I get the KKK association, but do you immediately get the association of like that the Capitol building is white, like literally white? Or not? Does that so? so yes. Yeah, so as you were saying the joke, I thought you were gonna say they were they would have worn white and yeah. just end it with white because then that could have led me down the path of White House uh, senators and congressmen a majority white because our government is still backwards and we yeah. have not a lot of diversity. I could have gone down that path. I could have gone down the path of the KKK. Uh, I could have gone down the path of you know marble steps are white and they're camouflaging in the marble and. Um, the white robes is the kicker. Okay. It, it very much induces that it is KKK, but also all the other things that are white in there as well. Okay. That's why. Thank you for that. That's exactly what I needed to know. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate that one. Hit me with all it. All right. Is it my turn? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So there's two men in a bar. Two men in the corner of a bar. They're hanging out. They're having a good time. They're getting rowdy. They're they're, they're drinking a lot, ta- telling stories of their old days. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, one of the guys kind of hides behind his menu. And uh, the buddy is like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're okay? You're right there, pal? He's like, I, we have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. Just then, just walked in. My wife and my mistress just walked in together. They do not know each other. Like, this is only bad news. There's no way this is good. They're not friends. They don't fucking know each other. I, I don't know what to do. And his, his buddy's just like, hold on. who? Huh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's some good shit right there. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I want to do, do a, uh, a joke that I did not come up with. I, I think I have three more. This is, a, okay. this is a joke that I did not come up with. Uh, a father and his family are checking into a hotel. They're on vacation. They're just starting out their vacation. They're ready to relax. Uh, father gets the keys. He pays. And as he's about to walk away from the clerk's desk at the hotel lobby, his family walks ahead and he just kind of leans over to the clerk and he says, hey, I'm here with my family. Can you make sure that the porn in our hotel room is disabled? And the clerk leans back in disgust. He says, it's just regular porn, you sick fuck. oh Oh, man that was good that was good i I didn't expect it to go there that was good i like that it wasn't even a redirect because it was there the whole time but man i didn't expect it that was good hell yeah okay on that note i'll save the rest for for next time we'll end it on that one greg before we sign off i want to point out to you you have a new background it is no longer Soho Chic. What, yes. what do you have there? It is my forthcoming memoir, Clubby, a minor league baseball memoir. The story of the controversial, a behind-the-scenes story of baseball's controversial minor league system available for pre-order today. And we are going to have some really cool pre-order um, promo packages that my publisher and I have been working on. So cool, like merchandise, cool bonus chapters, all kinds of stuff coming up between now and the launch. Really exciting stuff. Uh, but to check out the book, just type in C L U B B I E on Amazon. Nice. 
And uh, where can they find you as well? They can find me on Instagram at Greg Larson Comedy. Find me on Twitter at the Greg Larson. Also, I have a Twitter for the book Clubby Baseball, where I do a breakdown of the best names of players in minor league baseball and rate how much they look like their name. It's a fun little roast session. And they can find us, uh, Don't Shoot the Gingers, on YouTube, our YouTube channel, Don't Shoot the Gingers. And they can find me on OnlyFans at Greg Larson Comedy. And that's it for now. I know, I'm supposed to be doing a, I know I'm supposed to be doing a sign-off right now, but how is your OnlyFans going? Quick quick little moments. How is your yes. OnlyFans going? My OnlyFans is going well. I'm in the top 48% of creators on OnlyFans, if you can hey. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. insane. I post videos of all of my stand-up sets every night. I rate how well they went, and no matter how much I bomb, I post the videos. A while back, you got a $10 tip. Have you gotten any more tips? Yes, I've made $64. Nice. Have you had to show your penis yet? Yes, I have. All right, there it is. <laughs> uh, can you count on two hands how many times you've had to show your penis? It's. I just recycled the same picture. and uh, oh, okay. Once. That's good. Yes. So we're going to share that picture to our Twitter page uh, on our one year anniversary. Uh, and you can find me at Puma Revive. That's P-U-M-A-R-E-V-I. I keep misspelling it. How do I not know how to spell my damn name? At P-U-M-A-R-E-V-I-V-E-D. Puma Revived. Uh, you can also follow the Don't Shoot the Gingers on Twitter at Ginger Don't Shoot, uh, where we will be posting pictures of Greg's wiener and Bobson Dognut fan art. A lot of a lot of having sex with Ray McSriff. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, pro, good, uh, good content. Honestly, I think we're going to bring in the right crowd with that. Absolutely. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Puma Revive. Same thing, Greg. I have eclipsed twenty-five followers. Fuck yeah! Only following three, so my ratio only grows. One day soon, I will be at Miley Cyrus level. Until then, Greg. What's your name? I'm Ted Balloon. And I'm Todd Gonzalez, and you're listening to Don't Shoot the Gingers. Bye. Love you. <laughs>